And welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mic. Your presenters are Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gudwatna. So hello and welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mic. My name is Dr. Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. Hi, I'm Thrusha Gudwatna. I'm a cardiology registrar uh, with a specialty interest in intervention. And we actually have some guests with us today. So it's no longer Two Medics and One Mic. It's actually Four Medics and One Mic, I guess. So could you introduce yourselves, please? Uh, hi, I'm Abby. I don't know if I should say Dr. Carey. Uh, I'm a Jerry's Reg in Northwest England. And hi, I'm Nina. I'm a GP with a special interest in intervention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just yes. stealing your thunder. Spread stealing the your love. Thunder. Spread it. I know. Spread I had to. Yeah. Had to. Yeah, you know what? We were actually talking to someone else about possibly coming on the show. And we're, I was jokingly saying, like, if you go into interventional radiology then you may become like the love child of me and Therusha isn't it that's that's what it's going to happen <laughs> yeah, that's the dream isn't it that's what everyone's that's dream. dream yeah. yeah so um yeah so welcome to a hopefully a really great episode today we've got so many things that came in this week and a couple of things that came in literally at the last moment isn't it like I mean where do you even start with uh, med twitter this week um Therusha, do you want to kick us off what, what's been happening tell me what's been going on Oh, oh my god, where do we start? Okay, well, um, I think there, there are some topics that are kind of really up and really down, aren't there? Like there's there's some sobering things and there's some kind of cool things. Maybe we should start with the kind of the, the oddest thing, which is cling film. Should we talk about cling film first? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell us about cling uh, film. Well, who, who's been watching the cling film thing? Go on. I have. I think it was yesterday evening that I first saw it, or maybe this morning. Um, the, apparently we had to wear cling film during the pandemic as PPE. News to me. Does anybody else? Uh, no, I mean the pinnies. The pinnies are kind of plasticky and whatever, right? Yeah. But like, it never got so desperate that like um, I had to wear cling film on my head. But obviously, if she said it, it must have happened, right? That's that's like you know, she's getting. She's <laughs> We're getting talking about the every doctor girl, isn't it? The ed- every yes, doctor girl. Yes, yeah. talked about. Uh, this thing and it just seems as though, I mean she, we talked about it last week and uh, this week we're talking about her again because yeah she's brought up the idea that you know doctors are using cling film to protect themselves from coronavirus how does that even work well coronavirus <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> no, no, but like the, the cling film like what do you put it over your mouth like over your face or like you know literally yeah. she said, what she is said it? people wrapped it around their heads didn't she wasn't that the thing people were wrapping yeah. cling film around their heads I thought it was a scrub cap I assume because they were talking oh. about surgery because I know people were covering up their hair a lot when we were oh, working I see. why didn't they just but, use Etsy yeah, well, just... <laughs> <laughs> or shave their head like Thrusha, and that's that's yeah, a, yeah, a good yeah. way to protect yourselves okay. from coronavirus. From that's why he did it. That's why he did it. Yeah, yeah, that's the um, only reason. It's not. Like, I'm, no I'm looking at Nina this. here. Um, were you like me and you scarpered? You know, as soon as the coronavirus happened, you went home reporting, like you're done homework, working from home. There was no need for this. But they kept telling me, Imran, you know, might need to think about doing PP. I was like, yeah, good luck with that, mate. I, I mean, I, I look at a screen all day. I mean, I'm so useless at anything beyond looking at a screen. There's no point. Like, it would just be a wastage. And thankfully, they're realizing me a waste of their precious PPE if they gave it to me. You know, just what was the point? We had yeah. expired PPE in GP. They had given mm. us PPE and then they'd covered the expiry dates with a new label with another. It's just ridiculous. Actually, maybe the cling film. We we didn't cap. Yeah, 
catch on to that, but maybe we should have done, you know. That's because you, because that's because you lot of GPs are disposable. Did you not notice that? Oh, completely, <laughs> completely. The thing yeah. with it going off though was that it was just so brazen, wasn't it? They like just got like a sticker yeah. and then just like put it on top, like. Mm. I'm just fine now. Literally a sticky label, yeah. We were told, yeah. oh, you might have seen the date is out of date, but actually we had it tested, <laughs> and <laughs> we're not trying to cover it up. It's just okay to wear now. Mm. Yeah. They could have just told you that from the beginning instead of being a bit crafty about it and trying to stick some. Yeah, I feel like they were gaslighting us slightly. Do you think that they really tested it? Did they even really test it? Like, what? Do, is there any evidence of that? Or? How do you test it? I don't know. I, don't, I have I know. no idea. Yeah, Send it's, somebody it's so into weird, the room and see if they catch COVID. Yeah, it's so <laughs> strange. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this cling film thing, I found it, the only reason I even got alerted is because I think medic underscore Russell did actually um, have a picture of himself with cling film on his head and I didn't really get it. And then yeah. later on as the day went on, I noticed that cling film was a big subject of the day. And the, but the thing is, you know, I went to the, the girl, the or, you know, Every Doctor Girl's page where they talked about the cling film. And um, there were a few people that seemed to be kind of quite positive about her, you know, talking about this and bringing this to attention. So, you know, that she must have her own little echo chamber of some sort where there's a few people that don't quite like her and a lot of people that do. Because, I mean, how else do you explain those followers and that kind of support? If I asked her 10 grand, no one's going to give that to me. I mean, she gets a lot of attention, doesn't she? I mean, I, I don't even disagree with what her tweets are or what her you know holding the government to account on PPE and the COVID crisis but it's just the asking for money like I don't know whether I don't think it's a very transparent um operation Mm. what she said where is that money going and with the excess money what's happening with it Mm. it seems quite self-funded but this might be my ignorance as to what her company is all about well, I think holding the government to account is quite a nebulous way of yeah. saying it. Like, what by what? And I think I do think they have something going through court at the moment, but I haven't really been able to follow it because mostly it's just like, give us money. Well, you know, I think I've noticed some people like subtweeting them. I mean, they're very, very unpopular amongst a certain sector of med Twitter, aren't they? Unfortunately, or yeah. fortunately. Yes. So, um, well, you know, fair enough. I, I wish we knew what the agenda was. It's like in The Wire, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I keep talking about The Wire because it was such a like an impactful thing on my... my uh, in your life, yeah, God. In my life, yeah, like Fight Club. Uh, and uh, I mean, they say, like, follow the money. Like, if there's, if there's anything, ever, if there's everything <laughs> going on, follow the money, see where that goes, and that'll explain everything. And actually, in life, that's very true. Like, even yeah. with my... my I'm going to get in trouble, I know this but when i see my colleagues rushing off somewhere you think why are they rushing off like that and then you kind of ah all right okay i get you (laughs) i I got you follow the money and then you know and the same with politicians and all the stuff they get up to it's just like all right well let's just see where the money goes and if the money goes somewhere that that explains everything doesn't it i mean there's no point in uh well you can get upset about but do you really expect any different i think um Someone was tweeting recently about how GP numbers need. Have you have you seen mm. this? Like GP numbers have gone down despite the promises of increased GP yeah. numbers. Have you seen that? And people, yeah. are, you know, they've lied. And I was like, are you really surprised? I mean, it doesn't even bother me anymore. They lie so often. It's like, well, all right. They make a few promises. It's to get votes, and then that's part of the game, isn't it? That's what it's they true. Do. Yeah, it's, well, it's like this uh, this week with Dominic Cummings. Everybody's like, "This will be the thing." It's like, no, like every time something truly horrific or yeah. pleasing has come out, everyone's like, "Oh, this will be the thing." And it's like, yeah. 
No, like he said, let the bodies pile up high. And the when you look at those the Westminster voting intention things, that yes, yeah, like cons plus five. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, where do I? Right. Good. I know I live in an echo chamber, right? And I work yeah. in an echo chamber, and I live in Liverpool, which is like the most Labour city in the UK, probably. But like, mm. I'm like, really? Are we reading the same news? <laughs> I mean, that echo chamber sounds like a really safe place because outside of that, <laughs> it it's is. just hell, isn't so it? It's beautiful, yeah. I mean, but I... people, I don't know why people don't believe it. They just choose not to see it. I don't know how how the Tory government keeps getting voted in over and over again. He can literally just get away with anything. Isn't that the thing he said where he's like, oh, on air, I'm going to like inject myself with coronavirus? Like, wouldn't that yeah. have been amazing TV? Though? It wouldn't have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'd have watched that. Like, it would have been oh, awesome. But like, but you know uh, what? Like, who who even thinks that way? That's just so like meant. Like, yeah. you've got to be. That guy's like on another plane. Like, but you know, like I think the the way they do it, I think, and I may, I, I think over the years become more and more cynical. But the way I think they do it is by pretending to. They make you think that they care about the things you think about. So I don't know if you remember. There's a whole football thing that was going on, like the European soccer league, soccer league or something. Oh, yeah. And oh, suddenly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly the government are getting involved. Oh no, we you know we're going to mm-hmm. step in because football is a people's game, and you think. Yeah, but there are bigger things to worry about than football, isn't there? It's like that meme, is it? Like, oh, um, I can put up with starving children, but I draw a line at the European Super League. <laughs> <laughs> that's that kind of like... It was so it's true. true. That's so yeah. on point. Yeah. That's so on point, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's how they make it make it seem like they care. But actually, yeah. you know, follow the money. Always follow the money and you'll see exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. And it all makes complete sense. Their the brother-in-law is getting contracts. Their sisters are get, sisters getting contracts and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It's how it works, man. They, you know, they're kind of just stealing from each other. Now, speaking of stealing through, you want to talk about theft, didn't you? Did I? Oh, <laughs> did I? Oh, well, I tweeted about it anyway. I probably shouldn't say too much because this guy is a consultant now. But like, um, <laughs> I remember just like my my, my uh, clogs had just go missing. And then like randomly in an MDT, I just remember seeing my name like under the table and just seeing them moving around and then being, they had little holes in it. So I could, then I could see skin underneath. And I was like, is that skin or is that brown? Oh, God. Is, a, is he wearing brown socks? I've already given away his ethnicity. But like, he was barefoot. <laughs> he was barefoot in them. And it was it was horrible. Because like through your mind, you're like, oh, you know, this person's feet. Because, you know, feet are just not nice, are they? Like, no. it's not pleasant. I certainly know mine are. But he's like, I can't believe. Why would you do that? Why would you wear? That's you should like put my like underwear. a sticker on it. You should put like a sticker on it saying like, this owner has a pussy Ver- Veruca. Yeah, a <laughs> no, I can't do Veruca because people take my name and then they say like bazooka that Verusha. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't. Well, maybe I can't do that maybe one stick maybe. an expiration date on it and uh, maybe that will get people. <laughs> yeah. <to stop>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coronavirus three. Uh, yeah, I mean Crocs, Crocs. Abby, do you wear Crocs? Is this something that you do? I don't understand Crocs. Uh, just I'm a no. Jordan. I wear a cardigan and. <laughs> <laughs> When I was on call during COVID, I wore Crocs because they are wiped clean. Um, oh, man. But I just, yeah, nobody is stealing my Crocs because I wore them in the garden before. There's purple paint on them. And, oh, nice. Yeah. They've got oh, character, yeah. they. What about Nina? Do you wear Crocs? No, trainers, <laughs> trainers. I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like if Crocs are the only, you know, like in, in Die Hard, where like um, I think they're trying to, you know, fish out Bruce Willis's character, and then the way they're going to do it is by shooting up all the glass and all the glass falls on the floor, and then he has to run across the gra- glass to save himself. Now, if I was in that situation, they gave me listening run. Here's some Crocs to save your feet. Are you gonna, I would not wear the Crocs. I'd rather walk on the glass. I'm sorry, but Crocs just do not do it for me. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, Crocs are just that's... no, mate. No, 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 no. Well, that's I why think, you wouldn't yeah. get let into. 
Connecting it back to the cling film story. Yeah, go on. I was recently. I went to do a cardio version in theatre, and I was. I'd put on blue scrubs, mm. and I walked into this, and they were like, oh, "You're wearing blue scrubs. We only wear pink scrubs in here." And I was like, <gasps> "Oh, what? okay." And then I and then I was like, ah, oh, and they were like, no, you have to change. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I missed it. Like, why do the pair, uh, the pink scrubs have some kind of like magical like antibacterial <laughs> property? And they looked at me deadpan, and they were like, no, you just have to wear pink scrubs. And I had to go and change. Wow. So I can't, I cannot see like a scrub nurse letting somebody with cling film in on their head. It's not <laughs> That's very true. It, but like that whole sentence, like, oh, you just have to do it. Like that whole dogma thing really winds me up. That oh yeah, that's just yeah. because that's how it's done. It's in the policy. Yeah. Protocol like, without common sense, essentially. Yeah. Isn't that how a lot of NHS is run? Protocol without common sense. The summary of the NHS. Exactly. Like, but in their head, they're like, oh, but that's just the way it's done. Like, I just kind of like wonder what the thought process is. Like, oh, because there isn't surely, yeah. Yeah, it's just confusing. It's confusing. You'd be like. You know, like a leopard walking through the grass and then suddenly like oh god like there's a medred like i don't know it just doesn't make any yeah. sense so strange yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to be you don't be giving off the wrong messages do you you know like if you're if you're the only person wearing pink scrubs no blue scrubs in a pink scrub area you might be giving off the wrong messages isn't it oh, maybe pa- that's, that's a problem. power move you're i like offensive. i like it it, it is offensive. a power move yeah. you didn't rock I'd those blue scrubs abby yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't belong here <laughs> <laughs> No, you definitely do I mean, speaking <laughs> of uh, what, uh, un- what unwanted messages through, should, should we move on to that or should we, oh, should okay. we carry Yeah, I was yeah, just thought, yeah, you know, yeah. pushing, uh, pushing across the unwanted messages by wearing the wrong set of scrubs. I know some of us do get unwanted messages and I spoke, uh, you know, about how I keep getting messages about x-rays. You know, people show me bits of their body, you know, x-rays and stuff to try and get me... This is, this is such an interesting <laughs> figure, isn't it? <laughs> like, get that point you can see where this is heading. I'm, I'm trying to wedge it in. I'm trying to wedge oh, it in. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, have you guys had experience of that kind of thing? Unwanted messages? Is that something that you've uh, you've seen? I get lo- I get quite a few, actually. Well, I think. I don't know what the normal amount is, but I probably get, you know, at least... Zero. Zero is the normal amount. This is not <laughs> normal at all, is it? Let's be honest. Really? If anyone's really? listening out there and is thinking like, oh, I'm going to send a picture of whatever, like, no, it's not normal. Please don't do it. Stop. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I think I get a lot of, I get a lot of um, people asking for medical advice uh-huh. or people sending me their pulse oximeter reading saying, what shall I do? And I remember some t- one time, it was about six months ago, someone sent me a SATS reading that was so significant. I had to just tell them to just call a blue light ambulance. Said, right, you need a blue light ambulance. His SATS were in the low 80s. Yeah. And then, yeah, so medical advice. I get I'd people have just blocked just... him. I'd have just blocked him, I think. I yeah, but then what do you do? Because if he did and he didn't respond and then something happened yeah. and then like, they oh. said, oh, you saw that message, yeah. I, what do you do? You could have been like, I was on the loo and I was on Twitter and I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I him. Could you imagine <laughs> it being on the newspaper headlines, Dr. <laughs> Nina was on the loo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dr. Nina was on the loo and the patient died because she didn't yeah. respond. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh um, man, you know, th- that reminds me of a time when I was actually in the reporting room on call and um, someone, it's one of the radiologists knocked on the door, he's like, Dr. Lasky, you in? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm here, what's up? And she goes, uh, I, could you talk to this patient? I was like, no, I don't do that kind of thing, like, go, you know, and then she was like, no, no, this, this patient's turned up and they really want to talk to a doctor. And I was like, oh, come on, man, like, people just can't walk into the apartment in the middle of the night and, you know, just demand the, the, the uh, you know, me, seeing a doctor like that. And I was like, no, please, can you just, he's getting really irate. So I went and found him and sat down. And it was really weird, like, the whole place is empty, like, even if pigeon is like flying through or something sat next to this guy and he sat next to your doc I was like yeah he goes listen uh, I need to tell you something I was like oh great you know you kind of have this bad feeling straight away like this is not going to go well whatever this is 
He goes, I need you to look at my balls. <laughs> What? This is normal this... GP life. This is normal GP life. <laughs> yeah, but like, why? I'm a radiologist. This, I, no, no. You don't look like... into the radio. I was like, call the med you know, I'm thinking, yeah, but I should have. Yeah. I should have called you. I said, you know what? There's a guy who loves to have photos of this kind of thing. I'll send it to him, and he'll talk to you about it. But I, I was really baffled, and he was like, and I was like, okay, um, why do you want me to look at your balls, mate? He goes, oh well, you know, um, so I had an I had an ultrasound earlier, and I think he looked at the wrong ball. And I was like, that's kind of impossible. We look at both balls when we do it. No, no, no. I was there when it happened. He definitely looked at the right one and not the left one. So I need you to put me back in that room and look at the left one because I think that's where the left the left one's got the problem. So I like, I'll tell you what, let me do you a favor. I'll go look at the, the scan early and see oh, whether we look at both. No, I wasn't going to do it. And so then I went I went to the room and I looked at it. I said, no, they definitely looked at both. And then he got really irate with me. He goes, listen, I'm telling you, he looked at the right one and not the left one and you need to sort this out. And I was like, mate, you're getting really irate. And I've got a lot of scans waiting, so I can't bother with this. So I said to him, listen, um, I can't help you. This is out of hours. If you've got a problem with your balls, go to A&E and they'll help you. And then he was like, that's it. You know what, Doc? Yeah. I'm going to go to the top of the building. I'm going to jump off because you didn't do anything about my balls. You don't look at my balls. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. And I thought, all right, see you later then. So I walked off and sat down and then my mate was like, what happened out there? And I explained, he goes, dude, you need to call someone right now. Cause if that guy does try to jump off a building, you know, that that's bad. And I thought yeah, he didn't, I don't think he was going to do it. And he goes, no, 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 no. You need to call security. I was like, all right. So I literally called security and they were running around. You're, you know, suddenly security walking in as like, someone's going to jump off the building. We need to find out, we need to close off all this stuff. It was completely balmy. He was that upset about his balls. But anyway, that would have been I, an I, amazing, not. that would have been an amazing Daily Mail headline though, wouldn't it? That would have been good. Well, yeah, it still could be, isn't it? You know, doctor didn't, didn't scan the person's balls and someone almost jumped off a building. Thankfully he didn't, he didn't. Just, okay. uh, I think he was just threatening me. So everything was fine. But um, anyway, uh, that predicament of when do you step in and when don't you step in is, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. What would you do, Abby, if someone messaged you something, something not dodgy, but something concerning, would you say, give me a call, please? Or call the ambulance? You mean on like Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, like a uh, private DM. I probably like the same as when my friends message me about their children and things that things that I do not have a clue about. I'm like, you need to see a GP. I'm very sorry, GP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <fair> uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, you're a doctor. Um, yeah, my kids got this, and I'm like, oh no, wrong, wrong end of the scale. Yeah. I can help you with your grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not with it gets way more perilous when it's children, doesn't it? It's way more. You're yeah, like, Whoa, okay. Difficulty yeah. level, also, um, peril I've level. Never seen. I've never seen like a child as a doctor. So I'm like. No. I'm moving on from yeah, your, your ball story. That's yeah. really what we were getting at, weren't we? Because that's that's like one of the <laughs> issues. Boss. You know, you should have just looked at his balls. I mean, anyway, like uh, moving on, like. Um, uh, the unsolicited D- DMs. We just yeah. were talking about those kind of like creeps on uh, Twitter. Yeah, loads of creeps. So, yeah, I mean, I've had some really dodgy. I mean, they're normally just like, hi, hello. Like every, I think every female on Facebook will have, uh, Facebook on Twitter will have like a whole list of DMs just saying, hello, hi, hi, gorgeous, yeah. hi. But then you do get some really dodgy ones um, with some pictures of very their stuff. private areas Are these or people using though? very explicit like... languages no, i don't know i just blocked uh, them straight away fair enough but um no i was just having this conversation with someone else because about what do we do with them do mm. you then uh name and shame them publicly so you take away their power so they don't do it again but then i thought actually sometimes things can get really nasty like a few months ago 
I had someone who actually Googled where I work. And this is someone that I haven't interacted with on Twitter. They Googled me, found out where I worked and sent me a note with chocolates um, to my place of work. And it just, although the intention was probably, you know, completely positive and, and fine, but it does make you realize, actually, we're really accessible. Mm. If you use your real name on, on Twitter, which we do, you're, you are accessible. People can find where you are. And what if, you you know, you named and shamed them and it, and it got nasty? Mm. Could potentially, maybe I'm being a bit of a drama queen about it, but no, I mean, no, it could, could happen, potentially. Is, but you know, I don't understand. People, yeah. they, they sort of like say, oh, I see you work here. I wouldn't like your boss to find out about this. And, you know, like I, I even, you know, like you get into like Twitter debates. It wasn't mm. even a spat. I made a joke about infection control once. And these mm. infection control nurses were like, oh, wouldn't it be a shame? Yeah, I wouldn't want you there to work with someone like that. Or oh, I, I think their boss would find this very interesting. Oh, and, and I, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I blocked them quickly. But I was like, oh, great. Like, Datex incoming. <laughs> like, mm. I'm going to, somebody's going to contact the hospital. Like, oh, she made a joke on Twitter. Mm. It's, it's so exhausting, isn't it? It's like those people who take sarcasm yeah. seriously. Like, oh, for God's yeah. sake. Uh, but you know, like, you know, when someone sends like that kind of message, I mean, what do they think is really going to happen? Is that going to be the beginning of the love story? I think that's what they think think yeah That's you're gonna respond all women and... want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. like you click on you be like oh yes oh that that is quite that's that's a nice shape yes okay i'll just you know like, yeah. thank you for the picture no. of your penis yes thank yeah. you so much yeah. <laughs> but you know having said that like i mean there are there are all sorts on the internet isn't it i mean do you remember not so long ago there was that german bloke who wanted to eat someone and then he just put an ad out and then someone yeah, and someone turned up and yeah. wanted to get eaten. And he actually had people to turn away. He actually said, I don't want to eat you today. Yeah. And so he sent them back and then eventually he did it and ended up in trouble. Or eaten alive or kill them, then eat them? Combination, actually, what happened in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was a combination. I don't want to go into it. It's really nasty. Oh, no, you have to go into it. Like, no, I'm really curious. Like, what they cut, like, eat them, which part of their body... Sorry, I'm going off. Yeah. I'm just really interested. Like, <laughs> you might not want to know that. Uh, you can look this up on Wikipedia if you wish. I think it's a German German cannibal, they called him. And the issue really was, at the time, that he'd actually had consent from the person. So it was getting yeah. difficult to really take him down, mm -hmm. even though what he did was really messed up. And so he, he always had this idea that he wanted to eat someone. And so he put it, he found his forums and started advertising he wants to eat someone. And people started turning up, saying, you know, wanted to be eaten. And um, they, you know, I think at some point he didn't want to do it. And then eventually he went and did it and he drugged this person up. Um, he cut a certain part of the body that we are talking about and oh, fried wow. them up. Yeah, because, you know, it looks like the most, the thing that you'd probably eat. Quite, quite yeah, yeah and they, they ate it together. And now that's um, the last bit <laughs> I'd And eat. then <laughs> eventually, <laughs> it's really sad, I know this, but then eventually I think he put that person to the bathtub upstairs. The guy was bleeding out. He went downstairs to read a few books. Finally, when the guy passed away, he chopped him up, put him into like fridges and... He just uh, he had loads of bits of him to eat over the next few years, and I think eventually got conned on. And, and the issue really was like how he had it on video as well that the person was consenting uh. to the entire thing. Um, so yeah, and the you're going to ask me why do I know this? Yeah, no, no. Sorry. The funny thing about yeah. this story is I have heard this before. This is actually this happened many years ago. This has happened more than mm. ten years ago. I remember yeah, when it happened because we were in sixth form when it happened, and the reason why I remember it so well is because you told me about it. When we were in sixth form. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, where did I remember this from? And I was like, wait a second, it was in chemistry class, and it yeah. and you, mate, why do you know so much about this? I mean, maybe I was fascinated because of the moral dilemma. It was yeah. fascinating because they just. 
he consented. Cool. So what do you do? I mean, and it was just, it was weird. It was like How a combination. How did I miss this story? How did I miss this? Like, look it up later up. if you want. It's, it's messed That's up. That's an interesting it's thought experiment. So, speaking yeah. of it, I mean, like, <laughs> it's like there, there are just all kinds of people on the internet, right? I'm sure there's a subreddit for that. But, mm. Oh, there's literally everything. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. messed up, isn't it? Can we not just close these, this off? Put them on an island somewhere. Yeah, there's uh, one of the, I can't remember the rules, uh, rule something. It's like, if there, if it exists, there is... 32. Is it? Yeah, I was like, it's 30 something. Like, if there's anything that exists, then there's a sexual practice associated with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, clearly. <gasps> no um, the internet, way. Yeah, yeah, no, no the way. internet exists. Yeah. And now it's been able to, you know, it's been good and bad. You've been able to sort of connect with people, but then sometimes some really weird people connect with each other. You know, yeah. in the most, most obscure ways. It's like yeah, like Junior Doctors kind of UK, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we going to talk about that? Uh, yes, yeah, I mean, we have to, don't we? So, Thrusha, why don't you tell yeah. us you, you brought that I've, up? Let's I've go got to say, it. actually, because like Reddit's got a lot of kind of like, I mean, a lot of bad kind of, I don't know, whatever you it call it. It is funny, like, the Twitter versus Reddit thing. As somebody who spends a lot of time on both, oh it does make <laughs> yeah, me laugh yeah, yeah. that we're now in like two groups. I'm like, yeah, oh, totally. those Reddit doctors, all oh, those Twitter doctors. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, it's true. And yeah. I'm like across both. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because like I found, um, so I was definitely was on Reddit way more before Twitter. Um, and mm-hmm. But then like it got to a point once though where I saw a, th- a thread on uh, Junior Doctors UK and it was like th- just kind of like coded racist kind of post, I thought anyway. So I, I remember that. Twitter. Yeah, and so yeah. then... I posted it on Twitter, and that's probably a bad, that was a bad thing to do. I probably shouldn't have done it. But I got so pulled off for posting something on Twitter uh, from Reddit. Like, one of the yeah. Reddit mods was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, even if it's anonymous, even if it's anonymous. Well, yeah, like, they yeah. were like, oh, I don't know, it just kind Forming of. Forming a pylon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. But interestingly, it happened the other way. Like, they were like, oh, we know where you, who you are. And like, you doxed yourself. Like, doxed yourself. And I was like, mate, my yeah. Twitter's like, it says who I am. It says where I live. Like, he's got pictures of my kids. Yeah. Like, it's all there, mate. Chill. But then, and then <laughs> yeah. like, on Reddit, they were like, oh, he's like a Tory support- supporting Brexiteer. And I was like, mate, that's not right. Like, what? <laughs> and, just, and then I was like, this is getting way out of control. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's the worst thing you could call me. Like, why are you Tory? <laughs> and so it just, um, and then it made me think, oh, wow. But like, I was on Reddit back in the day. And I, there there are so many like really really nice things on there isn't it like a collaborative mm. community and all this kind of stuff mm. and it's just kind of interesting yeah as you say like to hear them talk about twitter and twitter to talk about reddit because yeah. they say things like twitter and whatever don't they yeah they do. <laughs> and they say that we're all like woke they're like oh those liberal mm. all those liberal woke twitter doctors that they're, they're like not they're just not honest and like yeah. it only we speak the like honesty because it's anonymous and that's it why makes... they feel like they can say oh we don't want like a and p's and we're not mm. paid enough and it mm. gets a bit toxic and it, it makes me uh, feel really sad that they weaponized the word woke like that was like a, uh, a yeah, nice word right? it. it's like oh <laughs> like so what you're saying is you care about how the way you act, you know, makes other people feel oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you're, like, and you're like, I'm supposed to feel guilty about that. Okay. It's so confusing, yeah. right? Well, maybe I need to join Reddit. Has anyone ever been tempted on Twitter to just create an anonymous account so yeah. you can just say whatever you want to yep. say without well, a confined yeah, yeah. of like professionalism? Like, it'd be so great just to create an honest account and just, ah. Uh, so Abby, do you like have two profiles or like, um, what do you... I don't actually, but I am sometimes tempted because sometimes I don't tweet anything like controversial, but I do like, if something's annoying, like today with my annual leave problem, I will mm. tweet about it and then I think, oh, what if like my hospital see it? And they're like, oh, you are bringing us into disrepute. But I mean, everything I say is honest and not personal about things, like people. Mm. But I do, I've had 
people before sort of say like, oh, you shouldn't be like talking negatively. Um, patients are just going to like, you know, they don't want to see their doctors talking negatively. So I do sometimes, I've been told that before. So I worry sometimes then if I'm being honest that people are going to say. It's bonkers like, though, isn't it? It's like, you're just telling the truth. You're like literally just saying it how it is. Like, oh no, you can't say that. It's really, like, no, maybe you just change the the horrible situation rather than just like mm. the person. But I think like, I've got yeah. some of my patients that follow me on Twitter. So you've, hey. you've just got to really watch what you say, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's just true. Just creates yeah, this whole yeah. other... Well, there's that whole... I mean, that's interesting that you talk about that, that kind of uh, being careful about what we say and pe- other yeah. people like watching. But there's a, there's a tweet about kind of working with a colleague who um, used to be a sexual offender and uh, mm-hmm. how uncomfortable it made them. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of in a general, a general way. Uh, I didn't actually see the original yeah. tweet, um, but... Uh, from what I understand, I did, it was... and I couldn't work out. Yeah, I couldn't work out what specialty it was, what hospital it was, what I didn't work out if it was Wales, Scotland, England, because I looked because I was nosy. <laughs> um, and she said it's all available on the internet, but I mean, there was literally nothing you could Google to guess. Uh, mm. So it was completely anonymous, even yeah. for people who work in the NHS and kind of like know. Yeah, and then and then what happened? Like, so she did that, and then something happened. Apparently, right? Like, she did a follow up tweet to that tweet. She got she... DM'd by somebody warning her that she shouldn't be talking about it mm. um who may or may not have been in that hospital i couldn't really work out but i thought there was like it wasn't just a dm because they then i think this subsequent tweet the same person had messaged underneath it so then all yeah. of a sudden it was very obvious like yeah. first of all where they were yeah. what subspecialty mm-hmm. it was as in you could figure out and that person who was trying to censor the person then kind of uncensored them by getting involved very very publicly so the two issues mm-hmm. like first of all this person was highlighting something that is something to, of concern, and then mm-hmm. and then you know when she and she did it in a what we thought was a very sensible way in terms of like it was very difficult to find out who or what she was talking about, mm-hmm. no time frames, nothing, and then the person trying to censor her, yeah, or him, um, went and went and kind of blew 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 it open. It was like, oh right, well there you go then. No, but why why shouldn't she t- why why shouldn't she talk about it? I mean, it was something that happened to her, and she wants to bring it out publicly all of these Mm. things it's the truth it happens and we're told to be quiet about it it's always you know shoved under the carpet and not spoken about Mm. and we you know remain professional and you keep your head down and keep on with the job but Mm. is that the right thing to do to protect Mm. the other person I'm not so sure about that no I I agree with you I I, but you know I should probably say that if anyone is um, you know affected by you know these kind of things where you're getting um, unnecessary, t- unwanted attention from seniors because it seems you really, really should do something about it. But it's very easy for me to say because, mm-hmm. thankfully, being a guy, I don't. I mean, there, uh, there was someone that I I heard of that was getting a bit too close to you know female trainees uh, somewhere where I trained, and um, but I never saw it myself. I never saw it. So if they were doing it, they were doing it very, very like quietly or very, very cleverly. Yeah, I think the thing is though, what we need to do, um, I, even if we don't, like, we have to kind of be see, like, we have to talk about it. We need make, need to make sure that we create a culture of having people call it out and having it be okay to do that. That's yeah. the only thing that we can do, mm-hmm. right? Um, because and as much as we want people to come forward, you know, because they worry about like the the precedent or you know then other people, it's mm. so difficult. But if we create an environment mm-hmm. where they feel safe, then um, mm. that's that's um, even if that's, there's one trusted person they can talk to, you know, like. I have lots of people in my life, in my circle, not necessarily about this, but who I know I can trust to go to with whatever issues at work. 
Mm. Um, you just they don't even need to be on your firm or mm. even in your hospital in a way. Like if you've met a, a, some a supervisor, a senior, anyone that you know that has got your back. That I mean, they're worth their weight in gold when you have somebody like that. I've had that with like health issues, everything. Um, but then, how do you know who to trust? Because I had a situation where there was someone who said that I could trust them. And then they were untrustworthy completely. They then I found out from someone else they were telling them what I was telling them, and then throwing me under the bus and all this kind of stuff. It was really, it's you difficult. know, it's difficult to know who to trust sometimes. You um, don't know who to trust, especially when you. I mean, I, I had an incident when I was a house mm. officer, um, and it, it it was a consultant who was my supervisor as well, and yeah, he he put his hand up my my skirt at one point um, when we were alone and I never mentioned it to anyone um, and who do you go to you're a house officer you're new into the job you've got an established senior colleague there's a huge power imbalance and it's just your word against theirs so I think we need to have some senior senior doctors in hospital that the juniors know they can go to yeah. and they will be believed because that's the key thing you don't think you're going to be believed and also it's never it wasn't ever spoken about at least now we're mm-hmm. talking about it and it's become more open and mm. you know we're really clamping down on these sorts of behaviors rightly yeah. so um so i think that's quite i think that's quite a positive step yeah. moving forward right yeah you sort of have those things that like you warn people like, oh yeah, he's a bit dodgy or like, oh, yeah. don't go somewhere on your own with that person or like, don't get too close. And it's like, you know, that shouldn't be, the, that sh- shouldn't have to be a thing, but that's how like probably women look out for other women. But as you said, like, it needs to be a bit more than that, obviously. And I would never blame, you know, especially junior people for not saying anything, but yeah, then as we, move, as we move through to be more senior and feel more confident and, when you feel a bit like, oh, I've got nothing to lose anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll make something work. You know, whereas when you're in F1, you're like, this is the end of the world. Yeah, it's like totally. my ARCP yeah. has failed. But your career progression is in their hands. Yeah, it's the power. I mean, that is exactly why it happens, isn't it? It's the power. Yeah. So yeah. I think having people, you know, hopefully people would know that about me. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people, maybe we reclaim the word woke. Yeah. <laughs> woke senior doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, like, they have, like, a whistleblowing person and a bullying Do you think there should be, like, a harassment person? Oh, yeah, I guess. Possibly. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's what we need, isn't it? Like, an induction. I don't know. Like, we need something straight off because um, yeah. we're also seeing, I mean, perhaps moving on, like, the... Uh, mm. medical students are seeing the stuff that's mm. kind of going out there on Twitter, med yeah. Twitter and they're yeah. getting depressed aren't they they're like oh my god like this is what awaits us <laughs> like what do you guys think about that like the the kind of way we portray ourselves on med Twitter I mean I'm definitely guilty of that for sure because I use it to vent and sometimes get like mm. help you know of like oh can I you know can they do this and people I, I learn what's in our contract and things like that mm. um but yeah, yeah, I do. I, I have thought when I've seen that, like, oh, you know, I have made a conscious effort to try and tweet some of the good things, you know, of um, yeah. either like when I've been supported through a difficult situation or like some cool stuff I've seen at work or the things I enjoy. Mm, yeah. And I think there were definitely, I've noticed a few doctors doing the same thing of like, oh, my day was really cool today because this. 
But it's true, you do use it to vent mainly. You don't tend to write, oh, you know, finished work on time, had lunch. Like they're just the normal <laughs> one of the mill. You just don't tend to tweet it out. And it's normally a, frust- a specific frustration that you have that you want dealt with or you want to see if other people have experienced it too. Yeah. But it, it can give a bit of a skewed view. I mean, have you noticed this, by the way? Like sometimes I've tweeted a joke, right? And then, uh, you know, and it can be quite negative about it, let's say emergency medicine or something. And then someone will come in and they'll be like, oh, you know what, you're wrong about that. And then I think about that, yeah, you actually, you're right, I'm wrong. So now I'll say underneath, I'm wrong, yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, I've got that wrong. But what actually happens, ends up happening is that the original tweet keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going. People are liking retweeting and they've ignored the fact that later on down it, I've actually said, look, I'm wrong about that. And I don't know what to do because I feel like I probably should highlight that I've agreed that delete your account. <laughs> You're just waiting for the day, isn't it? On a serious note, have you like a, there's a weird? It's like a weird etiquette, isn't it? Like delete deleting it, and then do you say I've deleted it? Like you know, what do you do? Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you do that? I'd only I mean, delete something if I felt I'd offended someone. I, I haven't. I don't think I've ever deleted tweets really, unless there's a massive typo on it, and then I've just <laughs> quickly mm. like deleted yeah, it again with the corrected typo. But I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I don't know if I believe in. Tw- deleting tweets so much unless you've said something really really idiotic that and offensive i i regularly so dan thomas uh, is one of the geriatricians who's sort of oh, yeah, 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 a lot yeah. and he's in the region um yeah. that i work in yeah. he does tweet delete every month or whatever and, oh. and so i yeah i started doing that because i mean when you have like mm. thousands of tweets it also like is less embarrassing than when you're like, oh, we did 50,000 times this year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, on regular occasions, I delete all tweets older than one month because I just say, sometimes you just don't mm. want somebody to like go diving into something that you've kind of said offhand mm. that didn't really oh, offend anyone point. at the time. Maybe I just got a bit spooked, you know, when like all like celebrities and stuff were having like their accounts looked through and like, look at what they said when they were 15. Um, mm, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not like I'm not a closet racist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> what know. have you said, Abby? Well, I like tweeted after a night shift when I'm like really annoyed. At, yeah. The bouncer. Yeah. yeah, or it'd be like some really embarrassing like choice in music or something. Yeah. Like, really liking Nickelback. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Really, really yeah. I think people like yeah. either instinctive tweeters, like you just tweet something just off the cuff, which is what I do, and then I think, oh, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't. I don't know, Nina. I've read your tweets. No, I, I think your tweets are very well thought out. I think they're yeah. like almost poetic. I've been told I need it? to tone it down, actually. Um, or you get <laughs> people that like make really thoughtful, lovely threads. And I mean, Thrush is a bit, you know, you can get pretty irate sometimes and you can you can almost imagine I the can, way yeah. you're sometimes typing away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone at work came up to me and was like, oh, I saw you tweet about your bowels yesterday. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've got, yeah. But didn't you take a... You took a Twitter break recently, just a short one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. And that was after, and I deleted a tweet. So that was when mm. I tweeted some, I retweeted a video from Palestine. Mm-hmm. There have been a few times, actually. Uh. If you look at my draft folder, it's full of it's full of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, the reason I deleted that was because uh, people were just responding to it. And to be honest, it was in a way, like some of it was like, I mean, oh, I don't know, because it's such a complicated topic. And actually... Mm they were like they started like debating stuff with me about it and I was like I actually don't know enough about it but I just thought it was horrendous that people were talking about like killing Arabs like that yeah and so mm. that's all that's all that I was 
like upset about but then they're like oh you know it's very complicated and i'm like yeah it's it's really complicated yeah. but like i don't think it should ever be normal to be talking about killing anyone mm. like, i think it's really weird mm. um but like, so i was getting all these kind of like replies and whatever and it's just too much so then i deleted it and then because it, it made and then i wanted a break because i was like people are horrible mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. that. i was like people are horrible i don't want to hear about mm-hmm. this like this is horrible mm-hmm. and um i'm just like I think my problem is, yeah, like Twitter for me anyway started out as like getting involved in research and like seeing about new papers and stuff. And then it's become like I made loads of friends and stuff. Yeah. And it's become much more per- like it has a stream of consciousness. So I do end up deleting stuff actually because I just, li- I will pick up my phone. Fi- and yeah. it's too easy, I think, yeah. to send a tweet. Mm. Have you guys, are you like uh, TPDs and bosses and stuff on there? Because like, I know that my TPD is on Twitter, my, you know, some of the consultants in the region and not that, again, I say anything too, like, you know, crazy, but you do think sometimes like, ooh, if I'm complaining about training, are they going to get offended? And, or like if this hospital sees me saying like, oh, like, how dare radiology do that? You know, or whatever. I'm getting a complex now. I think I need to go back and delete some of my tweets. <laughs> I'm like, delete all. <laughs> Cancel your account after this exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. definitely. God. <laughs> Let's start again. Anonymous account. Frustrated GP. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing to do. Well, there was inter- interestingly, there was a cardiology registrar who did that, who made an anonymous account and was like calling out people. Oh, it was mental. That was calling out people. That do you remember was, that? Yeah, but only for like a week. Was it you? Oh, I wish. I didn't know who these people no. were. Like, um, but there was. Do you remember Dominic Pimenta? Yes. I, I yes. feel like they had a. The guy who quit his job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he's a cardiology reg. And really articulate guy, like, writes for The Guardian. Like, I'm like, whoa. Didn't somebody from his area start tweeting about it? Oh, I swear I saw... That was it. That was that person, oh, wasn't was it? was that the person? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and the thing was, was that it was kind of a little bit entertaining, I thought. Because, I don't know, it kind of seemed like it was almost banter. But then it started to get a bit dark. Yeah. And then... And then and I wasn't really sure. And then I had that kind of weird etiquette because then they were like following me and like they'd obviously like like some of my tweets and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. you know? And uh, and then like, I think it was Roshana, you know, the mm-hmm. orthopedic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, we, I see everyone who follows this person and you're horrible. And I was like, am I horrible? Maybe I'm horrible. And I was like, oh, and I blocked it. And I'm like, shows how like changeable I am. But like, did you, so you saw this person. What did you think of the behavior? Of I didn't follow it, but I, as in follow the account. Okay. But, oh, but, I see. but I, I obviously followed the tweet. Like I was watching the tweets, obviously, yeah. and I, I get a bit carried away. When you know, like whenever there's med Twitter tea, I'm like, Ooh, like I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing for the next half an hour, or, or like, you know, if you, <laughs> you know, if you've like done a shift, yeah, you've done a shift and you come back on after twelve hours, and then people are like, oh, talking about, you know, oh, this fake was found out, and I'm like, somebody message me, <laughs> what's that need the tea? Um, but then I kind of forget it's real people sometimes or that it's not like big celebrities because I, mm. I like to read that kind of yeah. stuff about celebrities sometimes just as like a way to unwind is it a bit shady it would be a bit shady if somebody like yeah. from my Jerry's WhatsApp group of the region was like then suddenly anonymously tweeting about something that I talked about privately and mm. oh yeah. yeah I was a bit like oh interesting to watch but I will not engage with this <laughs> you know that reminds me actually it might have been with the every doc because uh, now I'm remembering this the every doctor account or something had happened where someone um uh, had tweeted something and then the every doctor account or someone who's involved with every doctor had replied saying um you know, I'm going to take you to court over there. That's liable. 
And then the person and the person who's having that libel thing thrown at them, they say, look, I'm really, really sorry. You know, like I've got a lot of things going on and I made a mistake and I'm really sorry. And I've already, you know, I've apologized. Please don't take this any further. Uh, you know, I've got a wife, I've got kids and I've got a job and stuff. And the person would flag them, I'm taking this all the way. And then the person deleted their account oh, wow. and left. And I was feeling so bad for them because you say That's things, we all say things. Uh, but then you kind of forget, yeah. like, you know, there's a person behind that. And, um, you know, they've got, well, they've got a wife, they've got kids, or they've got a husband and stuff, and they've got family and things. And, yeah, should someone be punished for something? And especially when they, they apologise so profusely. And I felt really sorry for them. But maybe it was every doctor. Maybe I remember that incorrectly. I thought that was the Alison, Alison Pearson telegraph. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That was, and she was, she was going f- she was yeah. going for him like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It, that was he then, but then he got like hundreds of thousands of followers yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> god she was vicious yeah yeah so maybe it was that yeah she was really vicious and like i'm gonna take you out and he was like i've got yeah. you know i've got and i think he even said like i've got i've got you know i've got anxiety issues and yeah, i've got things you know, i've got things going on and then she was but like, he no. was she was sharing all of his private messages to her like just apologizing and saying how much she was suffering and she was just sharing it out publicly mm. no that was yeah yeah i did feel bad and that's what you've got to really think about like well, it's the same thing about tagging your employer isn't it i we saw recently a, a, a gp tagged a district nurse's employer and then she left twitter and, oh, and it's oh, a whole yes. thing like at any time yes. any of us could get you know because we're tweeting when we're frustrated she obviously had had a bad day the gp had obviously had bad days like you know slash weeks uh we've all had the worst year of our lives at work and people are like people are afraid at the edges and mm. sometimes you vent like we all do and yeah. then occasionally you know like mm. if somebody like would tag my employer you know it's like it's a it, there's a line yeah it goes a bit far mm. it's a different thing if i'm like i hate patients and i'm gonna do this illegal act or you know proper <laughs> threats yeah. But like, if you're just mm. venting about like, oh, work was this was frustrating. Or- but you know, I had a friend who was coming into work one day, and I think someone cut him up, you know, while driving. So he kind of caught up. This guy was a bit funny, like so he caught up with him, mm. rolled down his window, and said, "Oh, you know, you cut me up." And then the guy rolled down his window, like you know, calling him, you know, like swe- yeah. you know, swearing at him, calling him racist slurs. And then my mate looked at him and goes, "Hang on, you work at the same hospital I do. I can see your badge." <gasps> and he went. <laughs> and he rolled up his window and then oh, sped God. off. And me, me, my mate being my mate, followed him for ages and then was late to work. Yeah. Oh my See, God. I, I, I'm too scared to beat people in case they turn around to do something. So I just say, when I'm in my car, I just say, beep, beep. Like, <laughs> 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 like an anger, because I'm scared if I actually beep, then they'll like stop the car and come and beat oh, me up. Man. Does no one else do that? That's amazing. No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I mean, I, mean I, I'm also worried about that. And um, actually recently I was reversing out my driveway and someone almost went into me. And so then I was like, oh, sorry. And I kind of moved forward. And then he stopped and rolled down his window and I rolled down my window. And he started trying to say something. I was like, I'm really sorry, mate. I didn't see you. And he went, huh? And I said, yeah, I'm really sorry. I didn't see you. That's why, that's what happened. You know, a mistake. These things happen. I'm really sorry about that. And he went, hmm. And he rolled up his window and drove uh, off. And I think he was really looking for a fight, but it was not, yeah. he wasn't going to get that. I was, in, I'm going to admit it, I made a mistake. These things happen. But, um, yeah. People love to fight. That's why, maybe that's yeah. why you like Twitter. Because that's, that's <laughs> yeah. also why like negative tweets get like a lot of engagement. And it, sometimes mm. if you do something nice yeah. about work, you get like one like and like no retweets. 
But, mm. you know, if you write like something like, oh, I was really annoyed at this, then everybody wants it as well because we all have the same frustrations. Yeah, it's like, yeah, mm. now they've started yeah, it, totally. I could share it too. It's like interesting because if you do try and put a post about some like positive stuff, like, you get beef about that sometimes too for, I don't know, being over the top or being a bit kind of like, I don't know what the word is, like same, just uh, yeah. like, like you're bragging. Yeah. Virtue, virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, right. Because like, there's, um, I mean, there's two funny accounts, like Tom Oates and... Um, was it Pete Turton? I think they're really, they're funny. Yeah. Right? I like following them. However, they do seem to take umbrage to anything that's kind of like vaguely positive. How And the end of, I don't know, there was this uh, tweet I saw last week from some notes, which was about the kind of humble brag thing, you know, where people talk about their background or, you know, the prefects thing, like were you prefects and whatever. Yeah. And I, I didn't engage with that mainly because I wasn't a prefect. Mm. I was a loser at school. He was, he was. I, I can testify Look, to that. I was, I was the biggest definitely. loser. I was, do you know, I was freaking bucket monitor. So I had a, there was a leak in the in my classroom and it was right by my chair. So my responsibility, which I put on my CV, was to empty, was to empty the wow. bucket like once it got full. And they were like, well done. So what was falling into the bucket? The leak from the ceiling, rainwater. That's brilliant. <laughs> the things we do to try and sell ourselves, eh? <laughs> the teacher was like, well, put that down, bucket monitor. It shows you're oh, very God. responsible. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't given a choice. It was by my chair. So were you a prefect, Abby? No, I was one of the people that replied to the tweet saying we did not have prefects in my comprehensive school. Uh, <laughs> I, I, did, I think I did it quite early before like everybody replied the same thing. And I wasn't trying to make a thing like, a, oh, I come from such a bad background. Like, obviously, I, I come from like a normal middle class family. But I just didn't have prefects in my school. And I was like, oh, is that like a sign of being like smart? But... I thought it was a popularity contest. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a popularity contest. Like who likes you the most? I mean, I don't. How did it work in Habs? I can't remember how. Oh, I do remember who was the prefect and or a head boy in our year, but I just can't, I didn't really understand yeah. like what the point. What was the point? What, what was the point in that? Like, what did yeah, they, they do? They did a speech at the end of the year. Sometimes yeah. it was a disaster. Sometimes it was good. I mean, I fell asleep most of the time yeah. during all of those things. I didn't know what was going on half the time. Turns out bucket bucket monitor is actually better. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get that job. I probably would have failed that too, you know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, Nina, like, seeing as we're like talking about you and the bucket monitor thing. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. so there's the, the tweet that you did about going less than four times. Um, and that got quite a lot of, uh, that got quite a big response too. I think right? a lot of people could relate. Yeah. I mean, just off the cuff, like you guys, when you were picking a specialty, I'm assuming you just picked what you liked, what interested no. you, right? Mm, no. no? No? Yeah. No, yeah, I chanced yeah, yeah, it. I chanced it. Uh, did like, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, like, I'll quickly say it very quickly because I have talked about Go it before. I, I, so I think Thrush is the kind of guy that if he sees someone busy, he clearly doesn't mind that and he's like, I want to be that guy. So he saw the med reg, he's like, I want to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> Whereas me, I was walking around trying to find the person who did the least. So when I was walking around, I saw, I genuinely, I saw the anaesthetist and I thought, oh, hang on, hang on, that anaesthetist, what's he up to? And he's like, you know, or she was like getting the newspaper out and playing, like, got their iPad out. I like that job. I'm gonna t- so after I said, hey, 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 what's it like being a anaesthetist? It looks pretty good. And they told me, oh, you know, and then they said, oh, the exams quite. I was like, no, forget that. No, he said exams, I don't do that. And then, yeah, and then, you know, I saw, then I saw the radiologist, you know, and then I, I found out they weren't at home, they weren't actually in the hospital a lot, and they had the scans being sent to the house. And I thought, this is the one. That's the job. This is you. the one. And then all, and all someone... your colleagues are like, stop giving away our secrets. We work really hard. <laughs> yeah. Every week you say this. 
I've said before, if I annoy other radiologists, that makes me happy. It really does, honestly. I really love it when I annoy other radiologists. It makes me very, very happy indeed. You're doing um, a good job. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, yeah, mine was more circumstantial than anything. But, yeah, so Nina, I mean, yeah, Therusha yes. was more, I want to be the man. And Nina, well, go on, you tell us. I think, I think when I was picking a specialty, it, it wasn't only what I was interested in. It was more what could work with me having family um, or having kids particularly I don't have family nearby to help so what job am I going to have uh, autonomy over my hours at an earlier stage in my career mm. and have that flexibility because I'm with you know my husband he's a hospital medic mm. so I just saw his rotor was just it was just horrendous there's no way the two of us could have I mean I'm sure there are couples that make it work really really well mm. but it, it would have we would have really struggled and I've had a lot loads of uh, messages from people and private messages saying the same thing how some of them were in hospital specialty posts but due to the rotor and inflexibility they've had to change to do general practice purely mm. for that for that autonomy earlier on it's also because um, it's quite easy to do Oi. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so difficult for like hospital doctors to go less than four yeah what is that what's, what's the issue? issue like why, uh, why is that i don't problem? know you guys tell me you're in it i don't even know i am less than full time um and i think more people are and a few of the consultants are and um i I guess it, it's recently come up actually because I, I I think I did a tweet once uh, recently that was like people's face every time I mention I'm not going to be here on Friday and like people are like oh, wait you don't you're not going to be here on Friday and I, I've got a certain uh, like senior in my sphere who every week's like so you're not working on Friday and I'm like mm. no I'm not working on the day that I'm not paid to work and <laughs> um, yeah. and I don't know I think I don't know if it's because it negatively affects them or. Um, I, I've no idea. It, it, it's normal hours. I work, mm. so like my yeah. average hours should be thirty-seven point five or something. And then mm. with the extra that I do, it was mm. it's forty. And then if I'm on call, it's more that week, and then you know less mm. another week or whatever. Yeah. So like I work like a normal length job. It doesn't feel like I'm I'm not doing less. And actually, I'd probably do stuff at home. Like if I can't get my audit done or you know mm. like we all do so like mm. by the time you yeah. do that like we all do our extra hours anyway so I, I think it's the best way to like live a normal life like having a three-day weekend yeah. like, I actually relax um you you know because we're trying to keep house we're trying to exercise we're trying mm. to like I don't have kids yet but like eventually you know you like yeah. be doing that and yeah, take your time on that but anyway yeah Carol Definitely. <laughs> Take your time. Live, Abby. Be free. Be free. <laughs> like, it's just not- but the passive aggressive aggression is like, so I've got a colleague, I mean, in cardiology, who's uh, on less than full time. And he, without wanting to say too much, like he, he wanted to spend more time with his family, right? He was like, I did, he said, like, he's such an awesome dude. And he literally was like, you know, what? I didn't see much of my dad growing up. I, I don't want to do, I don't want to be like that with my mm. kids. Well, yeah. And that's such a good reason. But now they're like, yeah, oh, it's such a good reason, right? Like, oh, what's the reason? Like, I actually was like, oh, I'm so lucky that I've got like a chronic health condition that means that I can work less than full time. Because but you shouldn't have to have an excuse. Mm. With yeah. grown-ups, we can yeah, choose how much we want to work. That's the one thing about general, not the one thing, sorry, 
Well, by the way, key thing about general practice, if yeah. you are a salaried or a locum, not if you're a uh-huh. partner, yeah. I can choose. I can choose what days yeah. I want to work, what hours I want to work and, you know, just base it around my kids. Yeah. But I think the thing is, is that like there's a framework there, right? So my colleague did that, but it was just like those kind of comments, like this consultant who's mm. saying that stuff to you every week, which is just like not help. It's harmful, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because like it is a, because you are, you're doing something that's a little bit out of, mm-hmm. it should be, it should be ordinary, but it's a bit out of the ordinary at the moment. Um, but it should be, it should be ordinary. And you're just having this kind of like highlighted mm. to you mm-hmm. on top of like having to, and on top of the inconvenience of, I don't know, like people being surprised or. Do you think it's because he's a guy? Yeah, maybe. Oh, and yeah. I don't think many women have said it to me. And and also yeah. people are like, Oh, but you don't have kids. Like as if that yeah. would be like a reasonable thing as a girl. Yeah. And then I and then I feel awkward because then I have to be like, Oh yeah, I've got an illness and then I'm like, Well I don't really want to just like keep telling everybody this. Yeah, why do you have to explain this? Yeah, and then some people are like, Oh, what's what's wrong? Or like, mm. Oh and I feel I have to justify myself, even though I don't, and be like, Oh, well, you know, like it makes me quite tired and like when I was on methotrexate and da 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 um like I have to justify why I need the yeah. extra day off. Um, yeah. It's been like still being in school. Like I remember working in hospital. If you have the day off, you've got to explain why you want it off, or Mm. you know, I don't have to tell Mm -hmm. tell you why I want that day off. Tell you everything. Yeah, it's a bit like applying for study leave, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You're like surrounded in bureaucracy, yeah. all these people yeah. and stuff, and it's almost like put you off doing yeah. it. I think you know from the consult perspective, like, and I'm talking about what I see and what I, mm-hmm. I kind of come to understand since becoming a consultant is that what I think is going on, and from the managerial point of view as well, is that in in essence, um, trainees' time is cheap. That's just mm-hmm. the, that's the way it's, it's kind of shown to be, right? So, and if even if you look at the numbers. The, the amount of co- money it costs to get a trainee to do something compared to getting a consultant to do something is different. And also, I've already spoke about like how as soon as I became a consultant, all of a sudden people were treating me like my time was worth something. Like, oh, is it okay if we do this? Whereas yeah. before it was like, Imran, you're going to do that right now. Whereas now it's like, oh, can you or can't you? And so I, I wonder whether part of it is that if you go less than full time, it becomes a problem for them to you know, get work done, get work. And they're thinking to themselves, okay, so who am I going to get to cover that now if you're not going to do that? If, you know, am I going to have to pull a consultant out of their precious time to cover the thing that you are not going to be able to do? And is that going to go? Because like, I know from where, where I work and I've seen from other places, like they're very, very polite if they've got to ask you. Like genuinely today, actually, I got a phone call and they were like, hi, Dr. Laska, I just need, uh, the same person from the other time. Um, she was like, um, I need to speak. And I was like, oh, you know, go on, what is it? And she goes, I've, I've fully booked your list. It's really packed up this time. I was like, kind of what I'm paid to do, go go for it. Because yeah, but it's, it's really it's really packed up. We, we've had to really pack it up. So I'm really, really sorry. I just thought I should call you and let you know that it's fully packed. There's loads of things to do. Imagine that when you're a med reg. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Really You've got sorry. 14 people to see. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, by yourself, holding yeah. two bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> Four people have called in sick. I'm really sorry about that. Now that guy with the balls shows up at the end of your shift. Oh, man. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah, then we'd have words. Then I'd be like, look, I'm sorry. You should have warned me about that. You should have warned me about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think trainees are seen as, uh, as adults. I actually don't. Like, sometimes no. people are surprised, like, when... Tra- like, because we're junior doctors people are surprised like when people have kids or whatever mm. and they're like 
or like, oh, we've had to change your shift, or we've had to do this, and somebody's like, but what about my kit? And they're like, oh, and you're yeah, like, yeah. you know, we're not like all eighteen, and like <laughs> yeah. just yeah. like students like living. I I don't know what it is that makes people look at docs, junior doctors like that. It's like an extension of school. It's like school, uni, training. It, it, you kind of you're all under the same umbrella. Do you think? Do you think we need a rebrand? Like we should stop. Uh, like, Maybe. We're like we're not junior doctors yes. anymore. Yeah, yes. yeah. we're not juniors, and we've got a kid, we've got lives, we've got kids. Like I remember, once a consultant was like turning up late, and I said to one, "Cause oh, where's this person? Like, why are they taking so long to get in?" He goes, "Oh, it's okay. They've got to drop their kids." And I thought, "Well, I've got kids. I've never been mm. able to come and turn up late because I've got to drop them to nursery." What's, you know? And they were like, "Well, you know, whatever. You're a trainee." And it's like, "Well, it's not fair, <laughs> is it?" But I'm just saying, this is what I've seen, and this is what the attitude that I see now. Is that um, yeah? Trainees' trainees' time is not worth worth as much as consultants' time, and so if you're going to get someone to do something, get the trainee to do it. But no, exactly no. But exactly what you said, like you were that uh, you looked down upon that doctor because they had to come in late because they had to drop their kids off. But if you got to drop your, or you didn't look down on them, but you had a negative connotation about them in your mind because no, no, I, you... I wasn't i was thinking to myself well hang on i i, I why can't i do the same thing like I, i've oh, got you should I've got have been kids. able to do the same yeah, exactly thing. but the, the assumption was because that i was a reg and that person was a consultant it's okay for them to drop their kids and then turn up no, late. Yeah. But if I t- if I came in late and said, look, I dropped my kids, I'd be like, well, that's not that's not. Juniors un- aren't given that yeah. same respect or value at all. No, completely. But that's what I mean. Like this, is what I've noticed that um, you know, if you there's two things, I guess. Follow the money, and your and and junior junior time is not worth as much. You're worth nothing. Time. Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> yeah. I see, and it's expendable. It is expendable. It is, yeah. Well, interestingly, like I heard people talking about maybe trying to fracture up the BMA to represent uh, because, you know, they were saying about um, consultants and they're, yeah, and like how they're pulling at different angles and how perhaps they could have been more supportive during the contract strikes and stuff. And, you know, some of them were, some of them weren't, but it was a bit lukewarm. And they're like, we need, you know, we should be operating as different groups because we have different needs Mm. and stuff. What do you guys, do you think that's what? Like, how do we kind of move on? But, I mean, don't they do that already? They have, like, a consultant BMA versus, like, junior doctor BMA. You're talking about even more... There's a committee, isn't there? There's a junior doctor's committee, Yeah, com- there's a committee, committee right? but it's all the same thing. And Yeah, I think. I've seen the argument that, you know, if you make changes to some of the, like, junior contracts and it negatively affects the consultants' ones, so, like, where's, like, mm. where are they most being pulled by? And Well, how terrible. Mess the consultant contract. Oh, dear. <laughs> isn't that the big worry? It's sad, though, isn't it? That, like, it is. I'm, I agree with you. It is. We become, it's completely sad. I mean, you literally come one day as a consultant. And then I have seen somebody say, people say this about, like, the med reg role and general medicine about, like, you know, we all, like, go through, like, this. And it's, like, really hard. And there's lots of, like, terrible stuff about it. But then somehow when you become a consultant and you're, like, the consultant on take, like, it's like, oh, well, I went through that. And, like, I'm not going to deal with that now. And... Um, mm. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but you know why is why are things not changing for the better if we've all been through it? Why aren't consultants being like more um, verbal about like less full time and trainees' rights and just getting training or CPD um, and like? Mm. I mean, you know what? Like, I, I'm gonna again speak from experience. You kind of things change very, very quickly, very, very quickly. As soon as that happens, as soon as you become a consultant, people treat you differently. And they, they mm. talk to you differently. They're, they're being very, very polite about your time, what you're doing, where you are. And then you start to get focused on like, okay, well, I've done all this work to get here. Like, how am I going to make this consulting work for my life? 
mm. right? And then it's very difficult to sort of start to be like, um, you know, I need to start thinking about how it works for the guy next door, or the guy next door, and the guy next door. So like people, call, I mean, I'm, I think I'm quite nice. Like when they ask me, Imran, can you cover something? I just cover it because I, I do get it. I do. I know what it's like to be in that situation. But I do know people that will be like, no, that's not in my job plan. I'm not doing it. Mm. And, you know, and that's when you start to have that but sort of like... you understand as well, because yeah. people have to be self-protective. And I'm trying to do that for myself as a trainee, you know, a bit like say, you know, trying to protect or, you know, get my training. But then you feel bad because then you're like, oh, is it all like dripping, going down to the SHO level? And I know how much I hated like core medicine. And uh, we just need everybody's job to get better. Yeah, it's true. true. Well, that's true. And the thing is, it's like, I mean, you you can think about number one. The thing is, is that like um, as a consult, I mean, it's the same like when you go from being a medical student to like a junior doctor and then like just ignoring the medical Mm, students, like you see people do. Because like, but then, um, well, the thing is, is that if you encourage them, if you encourage your juniors and you teach them well, and they're more likely to join your special, you inc- you like elev- mm. if you elevate people, then you elevate yourself as well because like you have better colleagues yeah. as well. Like when they join you, you're like when you're a consultant and you like make it a great working environment. People mm. are going to work work for you. Yeah. That's going to become more competitive. Mm. The more people and like so it does work. Mm-hmm. But like yes, like short like short term, not so yeah. good. But I remember like doing the junior contact uh, contract thing. One of the consultants coming up to me being like, "Oh yeah, when I was a registrar, I got." paid too much like and I was like <laughs> yeah but you didn't give the money back did you? <laughs> <laughs> you the money. he's such a knob he's such a penis yeah. and I was just like but you know what is that what is that supposed to say like oh yeah, yeah you got to the top of the ladder great you know but like and then kicked it away yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. I hate, I hate it can I counter that just for a second though like I think where, when it comes to pay it can be a bit, a bit of a difficult topic because people have like I mean I, I feel like I, I get paid too much for what I do but the the thing is like what I I mean because at the end of the day I'm looking at pictures I'm, I'm not really like holding my from my hands of someone's chest and making a beat but um it's because you followed is, the money you followed the money all the way <laughs> money. I went for the least busy thing <laughs> I told you I went to the least busy thing from what I could see but the thing is, so like, there are any other people can give money to the GP people. We'll send it over. Well, I, I don't know about that. That's way. the bottom line. End the episode there. End the episode. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, like, okay, so you know, recently they had the whole BBC thing, like, oh, you know, who's getting paid the most? Who's getting paid the most? And then I think Chris Evans, the the guy who's the mm-hmm. radio host. He was getting paid a huge amount of money and he went up to his mum and said, look, you know, people are going to find out how much you get paid. And um, what do I say to that? And then his mum said to him, you're only worth as much someone is willing to pay you. And it made me think a lot because actually it's very rare for, you know, we can always complain about, oh, you know, this footballer is getting paid too much. That presenter is getting paid too much. But if you're in yeah. that position and there's someone is saying to you, listen, I'm going to pay you this much money to do that job. Are you really going to say I don't think I'm worth that kind of money. I don't think you should give me that. It's very rare. And I, I know I'm, I feel like I'm in that position sometimes when they, they offer me work. And I'm like, well, if you're going to pay that, then I'll take it. I'm not going to be like, no, that should go to the GP colleague over there. If you're offering it, I'm going to take it. But you know what I mean? Like, it's difficult. I know. No, I know. Right. Through, no, I get it. it. It's, when you're in that position where someone's saying to you, like, you know, when I first finished, I had to take a locum job, right? And then they, I remember, you know, this is the first time anyone's asked me, like, pretty much, how much are you worth? Because they said to me, okay, Dr. Laska, we've got consultant jobs that are coming up. Like, um, you know, you said you're going to locum. How much would you like to get? How much would you take an hour? And I was like, huh? And he was like, well, and he goes, how much would you like an hour? And I was like, uh, 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 nine, nine. A million pounds. (laughs) I know, like 10,000 pounds an hour. What do you you say to that? What do you say? Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. 
Exactly. So I went um, 90, uh, 100, and and I kind of waited for him, give me a clue. And then he didn't say anything. I said, 100? And he goes, yeah, easy, done. And I was like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) Oh, come on. Can we renegotiate that a bit? Like, can we come back to the original thing? I made a mistake. And he was like, no, 100 it is. You're going to get 100. We'll sort that out for you. And I was like, wow, man, that's pretty good. Well, yeah. no, man, this comes back to like Selva's thing, which was like, who are we really angry with? We're not like in a competition with one another. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, just because like yeah, the yeah. consultant gets paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know, like all that stuff is like irrelevant. Mm. We're not, we, we're not fighting. Like just because like radiologists get paid, whatever. It doesn't mean GP couldn't get paid or oh, whatever. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it 100%. It's not like, I'm going to take it from the radiologist to like give it to no. like mm-hmm. uh, No, I was completely I mean, joking. I, um, <laughs> this is what Pete Terson says. What about the biomedical scientists? What about the nurses? Yeah. And people say like, yeah, no, exactly. I didn't. I didn't say I wanted the nurses to have a pay no. to pay for mine. I want mm. everybody yeah, to get exactly. yeah. No, I agree. And how about fighting exactly. amongst ourselves? Exactly. No, but I'm saying like you know, um, you know, it's it's all very well, but you know, when you, I think that's when pay gets a little bit dodgy because you've got to really think about like what would you do if that came your way. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and I think that, you know, when, when people complain about someone getting paid too much, it's actually, it's not about that. It's like, who's not getting paid enough? And maybe we should think about that. Exactly. Like, yeah. I never think people are paid too much within the NHS. Not not the doctors or nurses. Mm. Not at all. I think mm. it's what, like yeah, what you yeah. say. It's underfunding in certain areas, maybe more than other, but that doesn't in any way mean we should be taking funding from somewhere else within the mm. NHS because yeah, everyone yeah. is struggling. It just means mm. the government need to put more of more money in not mm. transfer it yeah that's true yeah that's true are we are, are we, we going to listen to yes russell? yes okay so should we um so russell does a really wonderful thing for us and he sends it's... us a voice note just to talk about something uh so we've hit a few serious subjects but russell's quite he's and that'll quite be it. i'm sorry this is like it's gone on quite a long time right. yeah sorry thank you so much for all this time like, I'm, yeah. okay, so time. I'm, I'm off tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i'm not my, kid, my kid's got a temperature, yeah, so I'm not, that ultrasound list they were talking about is not going to happen. Uh-huh. Is it? <laughs> His face, he's so sad. You should have, yeah, I, was, I called the clinical directors, you won't believe what happened. The kid's got a temperature and he's like, oh, come on, man. I was like, yeah. I didn't make the rules. I did, I did leave her in the sun, but... <laughs> come on, warm up, warm up, have a couple of tea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's play Russell's message. I think I've got it. Here we go. Hi boys, it's your friend and neighbourhood casualty officer. Boys. Just taking a break from ordering lots of unnecessary scans and then writing letters to, the, to ask the GPs to follow them up for me. Um, and thought I would pop in a voice note for this week's episode. Um, although I am hoping that this one doesn't inspire too many stories about people almost shitting on babies. That was quite something, Therusha. Um, anyway, I thought I'd ask about dating as a medic. Um, I'm sure you may have seen my... A recent thread from my first night away in Cornwall um, when my dinner got interrupted by two, we think both boys were F1s and both girls were med students on what seemed to be a, a double date where the chat was a lot about um, the F1s career plans and how wonderful they've been during Covid um, and weirdly about the anatomy exams they did as med students and something about the arterial supply to the lower limb it was it wasn't good uh, dating chat i was wondering what you know whether you guys had any interesting stories about dating as a med student um or as a doctor um or whether you'd heard any fun stories um as you know i am perennially single and unloved oh. <laughs> no you're not <laughs> 
presume you filled that pause with lots of protestations about how I'm actually wonderful um, and someone would be very lucky to have me. If you didn't, that's really awkward and quite offensive. Um, but anyway, because I'm perennially single and unloved, um, I'm on various dating apps, um, desperately trying to find really anything to uh, to love me into my old age. Oh. Um, but sometimes I put that I'm a doctor on there, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just put, like, works in NHS or whatever. Um, and kind of the responses you get can be very mixed. Some people are, you know, really cool about it, like, have interesting jobs um, and want to share the story about their jobs and ask about yours. And some people it's very different. Um, I once had someone not long into a conversation talk about his acid reflux quite a bit and be like, what should I do about acid reflux? And I literally had to be like, I, you know, this isn't, isn't very sexy or attractive. Um, I'm not really into gourd as a, as a, like a dating thing, um, but I guess Gaviscon, I don't know. Um, I've had one person ask me about their webbed toes, which again was kind oh, of a bit wow. of a relationship That's killer. Like, sure, if you've got webbed toes, fine, great, you can have webbed toes. I just, oh, I wouldn't necessarily message someone about it at the start of a relationship or the start of like a dating. Um, but my absolute favourite was a guy that actually was going really well and, and, we, and we moved from um, whatever app it was onto WhatsApp and we were going to like arrange a day and I was like I'm, really, I'm kind of getting good feels here I like this um, and then he was like oh can I can I show you a rash and I was like oh um, it's not really okay if you just oh, send me pictures of your rashes no. um, we've not met and I'm not your doctor like and he was like oh that's kind of annoying, but whatever. Um, and then we chatted a bit more, and then he mentioned this rash again. And again, I was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about your rash, because that's my job, and this is meant to be like a relationship thing. Um, and then he, he sent me the picture of his rash anyway, um, and it was like pustules on uh, the yes. palms of his hands, yes. and my first thought was secondary syphilis. Oh. And I was like, great, okay, well, number one, we are not meeting for a date. Um, not that actually <laughs> syphilis, but not the biggest turn-on um, or attractive feature, I suppose. So I was like, maybe for your GP or like a gum clinic or urgent care centre or just something other than me. Um, and also, you know, a lot of you on WhatsApp. These are like my fun stories of dating as a medic. Um, people asking me about their medical problems and then sending me photos of their potential STI rashes. Uh, apologies to nice. once again bring the tone of the podcast down, uh, but I guess that, that's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, so so have you guys got any fun or interesting or hilarious stories from dating as a medic? Um, thanks for having me on again. Lots of love. Bye. Lovely. <laughs> Always love to hear his voice. Oh, he sounds like he's having a bit of a tough time with all this all this stuff. Yeah, go go ahead, go ahead, guys. What do you think? I, you I no, I just I'm just thinking. I, I I've had people say when I've been like, oh yeah, I'm a doctor. There we go. Oh, hmm. I don't know if it's because you like the female male thing. Like, oh, oh, uh. you you must be really smart. And so I said, no, no, I'm not really. Nah, no, I'm not really smart. And they were like, <laughs> and, and then it looked quizzi- oh. and then they looked quizzically at me, and I was like, well, obviously, like I'm good at my job. I don't kill anyone, but like I'm just normal, <laughs> normal smart. And then I was like, oh, like wow, well, that didn't go well. But yeah, I, that's my only. Uh, I've, medics are the worst, aren't they? That, reading the R- Russell's mm. tweet, and also it was in Cornwall, where I'm from, and where I studied at med school, I and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you're bringing us into shame, and I just thought, oh, this is this is like when you go out for dinner with friends, and like medics. We're just, we're just so boring. Yeah, so true. We are. Yeah, true. No, I don't have any funny medic. I mean, I've been dating my husband. Well, we've been together since we were like 19, 20, so we don't really have any funny stories. Oh. Our first date was 
uh, we climbed out of my housemate's window onto the scaffolding and climbed I'm pretty sure I shouldn't be saying uh-huh. this. Climbed up the scaffolding to go onto the roof because okay. we had a really lovely view of Holloway Prison. Like we, I live like just opposite Holloway Prison, so we was just there. But um, no, that's my weird. It's <laughs> not where I expected to go, prison. But okay. Did you see in the no. windows? Yeah, you could. You could see the, oh. the shadows in the windows. This is this is not romantic. Th- these aren't stars oh. in the sky. Sorry. These are people in prison. <laughs> Look, it was uni, all right. It was uni. We're in central London. We had we were completely oh, skinned. Wow. So that was that was it. Oh. Scaffolding wow. and and the prison. What about you, Thrusha? I think uh, you didn't go out with the medic, from what I remember. Uh, had done. I mean, the thing was is that I was. I mean, it's um. I always kind of found the whole etiquette on it kind of uh, awkward. Like, I'd never ask out someone who's on the same firm as me or mm. whatever. Okay. Um, but I remember, like, well, you know, the thing is, is that stuff travels really fast in a hospital, though. Oh, isn't it? yeah. And often, the NHS, hmm. man. <laughs> it's mental. It's yeah. true. You know, or, you, you know, maybe on a night out, maybe something might have happened, right? Yeah. And then, like, I remember, like, everyone would, everyone would know about it. Like, I remember, so one night, you know, whatever, like, might have stuck. I don't know. <laughs> like, anyway, so, but then anyway, so, uh, and then I was getting on a ward round. I was getting on a ward round with my boss, and he's a gastric and so on. And um, he was, we were, there was a patient who was like, I don't know, she was like 18, and she had two kids. And I was like, oh, wow, like, I can't imagine, like, having kids at the age of, like, 18. And he was like, that you know about. <laughs> and literally, it was because... And they, and then he was like, mm, because like obviously stuff had kind of got back to oh. him. Uh, it's just like it's that. Ward, it's the ward clerk. I fully believe it's the <laughs> ward clerk. They, I get all my best gossip from the ward clerk, wow. and I swear yeah. they have a network, right? So just. <laughs> be careful with water yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really have my I mean my yeah I mean I was, I was joked about how disastrous my entire um, thing was especially during uni but I remember like um, when I finally qualified I, like, I've, I've joked about this but um, all of a sudden my parents are like okay you need to get married I was like, all right, well, okay. And then all of a sudden, you need to marry a doctor. It's like, whoa, 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 I am definitely, you know, I, I, I don't mind, I don't want to be, no, not happening. But they were really like, no, you have to find another doctor and that's how it's going to be. And so then um, they did introduce me to someone and I mean, I'm, you know, it wasn't exactly going well anyway. So I didn't mind like, uh, you know, getting introduced to someone. And um, this person was quite nice, but then I kind of felt like, the thing about I do like when I speak speak to other everyone's normally got a good story to tell. Like you know, something's happened in the day, you have got something to say, right? You normally got some opinion. But yeah. this one, like every day, I used to call her, and every day be like, oh, "So what did you get up to?" So I went to work and came back. I thought, "What? I mean, come on, what else happened?" I like, "No, I went to work and came back. What else do you want to know?" And I was like, "All right, okay." So it just went on for weeks, and I kept trying because my parents were like, "Oh yeah, this person seems quite nice. You really think about this around, you know, and all this kind of stuff." So all right, all right, I'll keep trying. And then eventually I was like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I, you know, like there's just nothing coming back this other way. Like I'm trying to talk, but nothing's come. So then I said, like, I, and uh, you know, and I've normally had this happen to me. Yeah, but now I've got to do this to someone else. So I don't know what to do. And I was talking, I don't know if oh, I talked to Lou, you through, I talked to Lopez, I said, dude, what do I do? Like I've, I've done, I, this happened to me, it's been brutal and I don't want to be brutal to someone else. So all right, I'm gonna have to try and do this. So then I was like, I really geared myself up and I called the mum and said, listen, you know, um, I saw you, it feels like something's wrong. I was like, yeah, something, something is up. He goes, oh, okay, what's happened? I was like, yeah, this is not working for me. And she goes, oh, why? I thought everything's going so well. I was like, yeah, but you never really have anything to say, you know? And she goes, oh, so yeah. And she nice... was like, oh, well, I can change. I was like, no, no, you don't need to. And it just went on and on oh. and on and on. And I was like, this is such a disaster, oh. such a disaster. 
Can um, I say a funny dating story that's not related to me? Go on then. But it's on related then. to a, pa- <laughs> yeah, a patient. It was, oh, I don't know if I can say patient, it. Yeah. Um, I had, um, this was during the pandemic. And um, so we were doing remote consulting first, just deciding who to bring in face to face. And this guy calls in saying he'd had a date with this girl with a sign. With this girl with a sorry, this girl with a sore throat the week before, and now he kept saying, "But now I've got a swollen." He kept saying, "I've got a swollen vulva in my mouth. I need to come down and see. I've got a swollen vulva in my mouth." He was really distressed. I was like, "What is going on? Like, you can't send me photos because I don't know what he's talking about." I was like, "Okay, just just come straight down," because he sounded really distressed. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. It was his uvula. He had a swollen oh. uvula, uh, but he just kept okay. going. I've got a swollen vulva in my mouth I was oh, like oh man. god what is going to come through the door here oh man I do not miss that I, I remember doing like GB placement there were things that could come through the door it could be like anything absolutely anything anything just, you know, uh, anyway I'm so glad that's all, uh, all over anyway I think uh, we have gone on for a fair bit thank you so much uh, to both yeah, our guests thank you so much Abby and Nina uh, for thank all you your for stories and, um, thank you. and thank you for listening to us as well you know and as usual thank you to everyone that is listening to us rabbit on every single week um, I hope you have a good week. Uh, Thrusha, any parting words? <laughs> I love oh doing God, this to people. Like that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't do okay, uh, Abby, any parting words? <laughs> don't get old. No, do get old. Uh, get old with grace and uh, I will look after you. <laughs> okay. Aww. Yeah. That's good. I like uh, that. And Nina? Uh, follow the money oh come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good nice uh, lovely at least you learned something from I did yeah there you go alright thank you everyone thank you so much alright have a good week thank bye. you bye. bye and you've been listening to two medics and one mic with Imran Lasker and Tarusha Gurwana thank you for listening